When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. 40 years old. Mate, 40 years old. I think we've we not done an interview since my birthday. I did an interview on your birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two. You missed me, you fuckers. Two. He's yeah. back. I'm back. I'm Bit back. Proud. Bit of weight on. Yeah, it's a big weekend. Can you just keep it up there? Yeah, it's up there, don't worry. Okay, right. uh, let's jump straight into it. Mm. Actually, the first thing I want to ask you is. I've what? no idea what you're going to ask no, me. No, I don't really know. Bit, um, what are you do? Just fiddling with your lens. Okay, so to speak. there's no code for that. He's <laughs> doing it. Uh, Kel Brook, where did that come from? I just think people. I think the thing is with Kel, Kel was supposed to box at Madison Square Garden. There's no other way to put it, just couldn't really get himself up with not having a big fight. I think that was one of the problems last time when he boxed in Sheffield Arena. He trained hard, but I just don't know if he was sort of mentally motivated for the likes of Zarafa. So he pulled out the Madison Square Garden fight, he's back in training. I heard a few people saying they don't think he'll fight again. And the situation is, I mean, he will get a major fight, so he will fight again. But I think if he couldn't get that fight that would get him up for it. He doesn't necessarily need to carry on boxing, you know? But he wants to, but he wants the big fights. And he will get one of those fights, but, you know, he decided not to box in Madison Square Garden. I think just people started presuming that he was going to retire from the sport, which is not the case. He's only lost to Spence and Golovkin. People yeah, go on like, you know. I know. So Kel's had a, a frustrating stop-start career at times. You know, sometimes he's been unlucky. Sometimes he hasn't helped himself. But he's a great fighter, and he's still a great fighter, and he deserves to be in big fights. But that's what motivates him now. Big fights, not just even title fights, big fights. Now, whether it's Crawford, whether it's Khan, whether it's any of those other guys at 47, 54, he will fight again, but he wants to pick his spot to be in the right fight. Because, you know, I guess he's got anywhere between one and five fights left. You just don't know. Mm. So, he's not retiring. Is he still with John Fuchs? Still training with John Fuchs. He's out. Uh, been spending a lot of time in Fortaventura as well. We're working on some stuff. I actually put a call in to his dad yesterday. Um, got a few things in the frying pan. Crawford? Uh, that's a fight he wants, you know. I mean, I don't want to talk too much about the Amir Khan fight because we've done it a million times, but obviously we're now involved in um, the Saudi Arabia fight. We've got a couple of heavyweights on that undercard as well. Can and, you say who's on that undercard? Uh, I'll tell you one. Looks like Povetkin's on that card. All right. Um, and one other, which we announced this week. And the plan, really, I know that you know they've got their ideas on a Pacquiao fight potentially in in Saudi Arabia. But for me, you know, I still want to make that uh, Brook Campbell. So if it doesn't happen at the end of this year, that that's yeah, we've done. We've been saying that for about I know, five but years. I just I just think it's not even. I just think if he if he doesn't fight Pacquiao. 
he'll fight Kelbrook. Right. That is what I believe. Okay. Um, did you watch Tyson Fury against Tom Schwartz? Not live, but I've seen the fight. Okay. Thoughts? That I'm not going to... There's no point in me slagging anything off because I do a pay-per-view and... You tend to say this sometimes. It's spend the next 10 minutes. fuck. <laughs> and then you see that and you think... And I think I just sometimes think to myself, why do I even bother responding? Like, people have got to have enough brains to, to make their own decisions. What do I think about Tyson Fury? I think, congratulations, you made great money to fight someone who didn't, you know, probably couldn't win a European title. Or couldn't win a, I don't think he could win a British title, Tom Schwartz. Um, Tyson is an amazing entertainer, he's a great fighter, etc., etc. It was, um, I won't say that, but it was what it was, mate. It was just, a, it was an exhibition. That's what it was. And it was never going to be a competitive fight. There was no undercard whatsoever on the show. And it was, it was, it was a... Hart and Barrera was all right. Hart and Barrera? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, did you find it entertaining? Oh, right, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot from that perspective on it. Isaac Lowe was on the bill, but there wasn't else. If that's what you're talking about from a UK perspective. It's not, it's not a pissing contest, but I've just done Joshua Rees, Katie Taylor in Undisputed Fight, Callum Smith, Joshua Bwetsi, Josh Kelly, um, Tommy Coyle against Chris Algieri. I mean... But again, I don't, I don't knock Tyson Fury. I think he's great. He's getting that kind of money to fight those kind of opponents, and good luck to him. Um, Gerald Miller was around Las Vegas over the weekend, mm. doing multiple interviews again. Um, now, say the dust has settled and it hasn't kind of settled, does it? Like, this okay, is, this is, this well, it has settled thing. a little bit because you've got settled, you've got bigger things to be worrying about than Gerald Miller. No, but I'm moment. not bothered about Gerald Miller. But the dust hasn't settled. How can you say the dust has settled? You know, at the end of the day, people ask me, "Will you work with Gerald Miller again?" Do you know what? In two years, three, like, who knows what could happen? Right now, how can you work with Gerald Miller? What mess? Like, you know. This is you're talking about something that happened, what, six weeks ago? Or something like that? Eight weeks ago? It's just, it's everything that's wrong with boxing in that if you don't make an example of people that have genuinely, like this isn't, you know, one little substance that you know, could be found in this. It's, this is just all out blatant cheating. I'm sorry, but that's what it is. And I've told you a million times, I like Jarrell Miller. But if we don't make an example of this, why do we even bother? What's the point in even testing? Why don't we just say to everyone, yeah, do what you want, because it don't matter. Take what you want, fuck it. Because there's so many hypocrites in this sport, and you know, I've, in the past, I've had someone box on my show, might be a year and a half, two years after, and they've been fighting again. And at some point, maybe, but this is a situation where it's eight, month, eight weeks ago. It's still extremely raw and personal to me, and, by the way, we might not have lost to Andy Ruiz if we'd fought Jarrell Miller, but that's got nothing to do with it. But on a serious note, how, like, what's the point? This isn't one test. This is, I think, in fact, someone told me yesterday it was four tests, including urine and bloods, that were failed. But there's no official? remorse. But there's no remorse. Dan Raphael told me. There's no remorse. It's not like, yeah, um, 
look, I what you know, I tried to get an edge, and these guys said do this, do that, and I made a mistake, and I it's like yeah, what it was, my elbow, and yeah, this other thing. I don't know how that got in there, but anyway, don't worry about that. I'm fighting soon. It's like what the fuck, you know? So I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. But again, what do you know? What do I know? But Ed, you got. I've, I think we spoke about this before the amount of people that have failed tests. Yeah, but you're talking about... No, I know that, but it does come down to a case of, like, whose story do you believe Not and who don't? Not when you failed four tests, Coogan, for four different substances, for fuck's sake. What are you, three years old? No, I'm not saying that. No, I'm just saying are, a little bit of consistency. Get, no, but, but, but this like, consistency of someone fails a drugs test, okay, it could be uh, a substance brought over the counter. It could be something that was in... Like, at some point, and this may be the same with Drew Miller, at some point... I may turn around and go, do you know what, you've served your time, you've had enough stick. If, if you, if you, if you um, show remorse and you know you've done wrong, everyone deserves a second chance. But who shows remorse after a failed test? Who actually comes out and goes, yeah, actually, do you no, know but what? If you, but there's, there's either showing remorse and there's also serving your time. Do you know what I mean? But there's no, that's what gets up my nose more than anything else. There's zero remorse. There's not even an explanation. It's just, yeah, I don't know, like, whoa, whoa, yeah, that was the elbow. What, what explanations do you actually get from fighters that actually I have failed tests? People have said in the past, what? yes. Who? Who says, I actually did that to, because I wanted to cheat, or I wanted to get an advantage? Who said that? There has been fighters, particularly female fighters as well, actually. All right, but in general, people have a reason, or you could call it an excuse, but people have but a you're reason. talking about, like, again... I'm not condoning but, it, I'm no, just saying that everyone's got to be kind of treated. someone someone says, and I don't, you know, there's, there's been fighters in the past who have said they didn't knowingly take this substance, right? Okay, I'm talking about injecting stuff into you, right? I'm not talking about taking a supplement or something. I'm talking about EPO, HGH. This is the highest level of cheating that is available. And you can't just say, I had a shot in my arm because you know, I had a bad elbow. We know he had a bad elbow, but there's other stuff that's gone on behind the scenes that will probably come out about this with the New York State Athletic Commission and stuff like that. And it, I just, I, I, I want, I want, I, Gerald Miller is a good fighter and he's a personality. I would like to promote him, but I can't do it. And if I can't do it, that's got to be telling you something. Because I like to think I have morals, but I'm not exactly the cleanest cat in town. But for fuck's sake, like for me to say no, because he has value. He can be in some big heavyweight mm. fights right now, but I won't allow it on my, on my patch. So if I'm not allowing it, again, like, I'm straight, but there's, there's straighter people out there in other jobs. But in boxing, I like to think I'm super straight, and I just can't sit, I can't. Again, I'd like to my AJV Gerald Miller, that's a massive fight. But what, are we, what message are we trying to put across to other fighters where you can just get away with it and pop back in six months? Because so many American fighters are cheating. So many American fighters are cheating. And I could name you ones that I know are cheating. But you won't. Well, I can't know because it's... No, we don't want no. you to. <laughs> actually, Edward. But, I mean... I mean, people will say that you were trying to replace Miller with Luis Ortiz, who's failed three tests in his career. Yeah, but again, a guy who's gone through the process, gone through hearings, gone through all this. And by the way, you get to a stage where if a fighter is available from a commission, that's... It's a bit like Povetkin. Mm. Povetkin, long, long time ago, failed a drugs test. He was mandatory for the WBA, right? He's had 
hearings, he's gone through this process. What hearing has there been? What ruling has there been on Jarrell Miller? No one even wants to take responsibility. This is the problem. Where's the governing body? Where's the people to go, right, Jarrell Miller, you've got to come in and report to us on this. And that's one of the problems with VADA. That's not VADA's job. VADA's job is to report. But in America, who is acting on the failed tests? No one. You know, you get a UCAD test before it comes positive. The British Boxing Board of Control are involved and there's a process that you go through. What is the process here? Nothing. Who's he got to explain himself to? No one. Who's going to decide when he fights again? The commissions, but each individual commission can make their own so mind. So who's that? It's just a, it's a fault of American boxing. That's the fault, and the governing bodies, in my opinion. But even the governing bodies, he doesn't have to fight for a, a governing body belt in his next fight. But the commissions have to say, no, no, you failed. For, you, we won't allow you a license. Many commissions will. He could box next week, probably, if he wants. But well, his band's up in... No, but that's a WBA band. Right. It's irrelevant. Only in WBA events. Do you think there's any legs in this Fury Miller thing? Or not really? I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a decent sized fight. But I don't think Tyson, I think Tyson will have another Schwartz-like fight. What's the current situation regarding Anthony Joshua? I was with him this morning. Um, just plotting. Just thinking. Just gearing up for one of the great comebacks of all time. Um, I know that you know his his life is much more complicated than the normal man. In that he lives in this fucking crazy world where everyone wants a piece of him, everyone wants to talk to him, everyone wants to jump on him, criticise him, applaud him. It's just a it's just like a crazy world that he lives in. So he's hurting right now, and he's down that he lost this fight. But I know that within that is someone who is starting to realise that he wants these belts back and he don't like losing and he wants to put it right and probably by this weekend we will have again we've already we're, we're deep in the process of dates and venues it was being discussed again today there is no decision yet before you ask but I think this week there will be a decision in terms of the dates and, and that period runs from November the 16th to December the 14th that's the window can we expect the fight to take place in New York? I don't know. I can't tell you at this stage. We've had five countries come on for the fight. Is it more likely to take place in New York? Honestly, at this point, I think it's completely... It's 50-50. Is this yeah, coming down to what you, what you believe is best or what he wants to happen? What he wants. He will call the shots. Yeah. Um, common sense would tell you to do it in the UK. He has it in his head to put it right where it went wrong, which I think is... Admirable, but maybe a little bit crazy as well. Um, it's mental. It is mental, but I have to respect <laughs> him for that, and I think it's amazing. Yeah, totally, yeah. That he's saying, "No, I'm, I'm not the champ." Like, although such a we, big risk, we yeah. have a contract, I'm the challenger here. So, I think I should put it right there. Um, I can tell you that from a UK point of view, it's Tottenham, it's Wembley, or it's Cardiff. Obviously, Tottenham and Wembley don't have a roof. November 16 is the date in that respect. So if it's in the UK, it'll be November 16? No, if it's in Cardiff, there are multiple dates. Right, but, but if, if it's, it's in London, or, if yeah. it's Tottenham or Wembley, that's the, that's the date, it's the international break. Um, so, again, it's at November, it's outdoors, 
not ideal, but they're two amazing venues. If it's in America, we've had three different approaches from venues. What countries? You've mentioned them no, before. No, in, in the UK, oh, in, in the UK. US, sorry. We've had three different approaches. Vegas? Yes, approaches from there. Um, obviously new, our preference is MSG, if it's in America. There's no point in going to America if you're not going to fight at MSG, is there though, really? Do it, do it at T-Mobile in Vegas. But I thought the whole process of him wanting yeah, to no, go back is the for mindset. that reason. That's the mindset. I mean, look, there's more money to do the fight in America, but it's not really... I can't tell you that we haven't calculated the money in the fight, but it's not really... Money's not really coming into this now. How did the buys do? Good. Solid. I mean, for... His first one at 4 or 5 in the morning? Yeah. I mean, not obviously the numbers that you'd get at 10 o'clock. Over half but, a million? Uh, not quite, but not far off. Okay. Is he kind of... A Accepted that training changes need to be made. Yeah, I think they're always evolving as a team. They're changing. They made a lot of changes going into this fight. Some worked, some didn't work. So, you know, Rob McCracken is. It's almost like as Josh sometimes puts, it's like the Alex Ferguson of the team. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So you can bring in other bits and bobs around the team. Rob will have total control, and he's the boss of the training camp. Um, Are they considering bringing someone in? Uh, yeah, they've, they've brought people in before that you don't actually know about. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought someone else in. Just a, it's more of a strategy thing, you know. It's more no stone unturned for this rematch because he wants to win it and he must win it, and I believe he will win it. Um, but I saw like loads. There's, there's been so much speculation. But I said to him this morning, I said it's crazy that you lost the fight and twice as many people are talking about you as before the fight. You know, is he finished? Is he going to win the rematch? Is he coming back? What's this? Is he any good, actually? Oh, what's happened? Like, it's just, it's crazy. What's happened? And we sit before the biggest fight of the year, unquestionably, the rematch. Do you, do you anticipate any problems from Ruiz's side going into this rematch? No, I mean, is there any you know, I mean that, that's for the people who deal with him to handle his perception or his ego. Contractually, we know where we are, and it's very, very straightforward. Um, I don't envisage any problems. We've had chats with them. I think they'd prefer it if the fight was in America. Um, but, you know, we're very solid in our position and, and there's only one fight really to be made. What is the situation with Dylan White and the WBC? I, I saw that Mulleritz Sullivan made some comments. I didn't see yeah, he had a media. He had a media day the other day. It, it's ongoing is the best way to do it. I don't want to... I don't want to get anyone's back up. All I'll tell you is we're very close to a resolution going into the Oscar Rivas fight, which we're at a point now where I believe um, is very fair on both sides. Um, there is one part of the resolution that we were waiting confirmation on. Um, I, I'm not going to go into the details, only that I am 120% all in on Dillian White in this position and I will fight for Dillian White to the very end because not just because he's my client and mate or whatever he is but because this is what's right and coming up this week is 600 days since Dillian White has been WBC number one and you're shaking your head fans are shaking their head and I believe the WBC are fair people and I believe that they will put this right and we're on the verge of that being right and you know what, what we mustn't walk away from is a resolution that is virtually there to the other side, which is a gigantic mess. 
which is a public mess, which could be a legal mess. You know, all these things that we don't want. You know, there's a chance to put this right, and we're on the verge of doing that, and we hope that'll be concluded in the next couple of days. So, is the is the outcome for you him being mandatory for the winner of Ortiz and Wilder? Yes, or, or a timing. Yeah, a timing on that. The fight with Rivas to be for the interim world title and the mandatory position. Um, but you know, like I said, it's 600 days this week, so we don't want it to be another 200 days. Mm. You know. 800 days is WBC number one. So there should be a time frame, or quite simply, the winner fights. Is, is there a chance, so just going back to Joshua, is there a chance that Ruiz may have to lose one of the belts before? It doesn't then? matter to our fight, but I don't see which governing body would do that or could Stick do a that. mandatory on him. No, because, then. No, because he's, he's just won the title. He's entitled to a voluntary defence, and that would be his voluntary defence. The problem will come is the winner, whoever wins that fight will have to face the WBO mandatory and the IBF mandatory, etc. Ed, did you, have you received an offer for Callum Smith to fight Billy Joe? No. Who did that go to, Joe Gallagher? I don't, no, it hasn't gone to Joe Gallagher. I thought Frank said that he'd sent an offer. I mean, I saw Joe Gallagher's comment saying, we have not received an offer for Callum Smith to fight Billy Joe. We 100% we haven't, so as far as I know, there's been no offer. Is that something you would consider, though? Yeah, always. I mean, you know, Callum wants to, Callum was great against Hassan and Dam. I'd like to see him out in September and December. Um, he'll have a mandatory as well at some point, which is John Ryder. Um, we're pushing for the Canelo fight very hard, which is a fight that is also being discussed. For this year? Kozor's. I think that their preference is the Golovkin fight for this year. But again, you know, Callum... Is, is a fight that Canelo is looking at and is one we'd love to make. But no, if Frank wants to make a, an actual offer, we'd definitely be so willing to. So when you say an actual offer, has, there must have been There's some... There's been no offer, no. Not via email? No, I mean, or... I can only tell you Joe Gallagher, who's publicly said on... So I'm but, sure you saw that. Yeah, but then Frank said that he has gone back and sent something. Oh, so. if he has in the last three or four days, then maybe. But when he said he had, we had no one had received anything. Okay. Lomachenko and Campbell? No deal. No deal. We've put the purse bids off twice. There is a purse bid on Friday and we have made our best offer to Lomachenko to make the fight on August 31st in the UK. And right now it looks like purse bids on Friday. Oh really? Are you going in hard with this? <laughs> I'm going in only to stage the fight in America because so it's you know, not going to happen. There's in the more UK. money for the fight in America. Oh. So if I'm in a purse bid, I'm not going to bid smaller money with a view to do it in the in the UK. I'm going to bid the money to hold the stage in America. So you had one job to get Lomachenko to the no, UK. It's not. It's <laughs> also Luke Campbell's. If Luke Campbell's going to make more money to do the fight in America, that's what he wants to do as right, well. Okay. It's well, not a case of yeah. oh Eddie can't. Uh, yeah. Okay. I can. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, the deal has to be right for Luke Campbell to fight him in the UK. Luke's not going to turn around and go, yeah, I'll just do it in the UK like, for half the money. It doesn't work like that. So what I need to give Luke Campbell, I've now made Lomachenko our maximum offer. If that's not acceptable, then we go to purse bids on Friday. All right. I know we've got to start the press conference. Just a, a word on this. We will talk about this mm -hmm. in greater depth, but the show this weekend, Next yeah, Gen. great show. I mean, again, Next Gen's, I can't stress the importance of them, of developing fighters. Conor Ben is in a really, really tough fight this weekend. You know, this guy lost a split decision to Samuel Vargas. He's been the distance with some good 147 pounders. Cheeseman against Conway 
is a great fight because Cheeseman's coming off a bad defeat, let's be honest, against Sergio Garcia. Conway's very strong. Craig Richards against Andre Sterling, great fight, local derby, final eliminator for Joshua Boatze, British light heavyweight title. You've got um, Shannon Courtney, Ofer Jones, Charles Frankham, um, loads more, and it's, I think we've got four tickets left. It's a sold out night at your call, and these nights are really, really important for these guys to come through. If Cheeseman wins, he's straight in with Fitzgerald, who we know had to pull out the Brian Rose fight. Yeah. But that fight is happening, done deal for September, October. So we need him to win because that's a big domestic fight. All right, if there's anything else, we'll pick it back up later, but you have a press conference to do. All good. good. Edward, just picking this back up, literally didn't ask you about Warrington Galahad mm -hmm. from Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts? Um, I thought Kid Galahad won the fight. Uh, when I watched it, first of all, I thought he won it by three rounds. I watched it back and scored it a little bit harsher. I gave it to him by two rounds. But in Leeds against the champion, my gut feeling when I watched it was he's won this fight, he ain't going to get the decision though. So whether that's right or wrong with boxing, I've been around long enough to know that. And, and all the things that people say, well, you shouldn't have to rip the title off the champion. If you win the fight, you win the fight by one round or ten rounds. It's irrelevant. There is logic to that, but I've said in the past, if you're a challenger, you do have to come in and rip it from. If you score each individual round, honestly, Kid Galahad won that fight. Did he do enough in terms of making sure that he got the decision? Probably not. In that, when the bell went, I thought, he's won this fight, everyone knows he's won a fight, but he ain't gonna get the decision. Last couple of rounds, Warrington, listen, Warrington's a brilliant fighter. I think people now see that Kid Galahad is also a brilliant fighter. He went there, he schooled him at times, he was in control of the fight, gave away a couple of rounds towards the end, but you know, it wasn't the most sensational fight or performance, but he did all the things he needed to do to win it. Probably needed to be slightly more aggressive, but as I said, when you score the individual rounds, he won the fight. But, you know, I don't, I don't say it's a robbery, I just thought, he won the fight, but sometimes when you've got a champion or you've got a guy with huge support, certain rounds that are close can go the other way. So I don't, I don't think it goes down as a stone-cold robbery. I just think most people agree Kid Galahad won that fight. Thank you very much. No Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Podcast Network.